Welcome to Hello Sunday. That golden slice of the week where sleeping sheets feel like silk and coffee tastes like pure freedom. Whether you are basking in the post-pajama bliss or gearing up for a day of joyful chaos, your podcast overseas for making the most of this day of all days. I'm your host Lakesh Umak and I'm here to guide you through conversations, tips and adventures that will help you reclaim your Sundays and infuse them with magic, meaning and maybe even a touch of mischief. Michael Sacreda is the author of the book Money Balance Joy which improves your life story. He is also the founder of a coaching based program related to his book Michael is a financial advisor for firms and companies. He brings us to our self awareness of fulfilling and meaningful lives. Michael guides us on the sidelines of destructive emotions and leverages our positive emotions and values. Hi Mike, welcome to the show. Great, thank you. Great to be here. How are you today? Life is great. Just very excited. Got the had the the new book out. Getting some fantastic reviews. Have a, a, a article that was written uh, about me and the book that's going to be published soon um, with a with a great <laughs> great publication that's read by uh, a ton of financial people and top investors. So very excited. Could you please introduce yourself? Absolutely. I'm Michael Sacreda, the author of Money Balance Joy, Improving Your Life Story. And I'm also the founder in co of coaching-based programs related to, to my book. These efforts are for individuals, financial advisors, and financial firms and companies. And I've, I've been a human emotions-based change agent my entire working life and most of this change agent work was based on helping individuals directly and through financial and insurance professionals to have more meaningful and fulfilling lives of, of money, balance and joy. What is your book about and when did the idea of writing money, balance, joy stuck on your head? Well, the book is a, an intuitive and enjoyable journey that I, I set out for people. And it's, it's based on research and stories that I've heard from, from many individuals and professionals, uh, their experiences and, and my own experiences to enable people to improve their lives by having fulfilling lives of money, balance, and joy. It's, it's not just about money, of course. It's about having balance in your life. It's having that, that social wealth or joy as well. And this journey is intended to go beyond just the mere reading of, of my book. And I, I had this idea, answering your question finally, uh, my, my entire adult life. But this this specific idea didn't coalesce into my book until just about a year ago. What inspired you to write this book and whom do you think your mentor is? 
Sure. It what what inspired me was a desire. If if you look at what I've done already, uh, both directly with individuals and through financial professionals, I probably help thousands, maybe even ten thousand individuals and financial professionals over the year. But I, I want to be more <laughs> ambitious with that. I want to help hundreds of thousands of people. Heck, I wouldn't mind if I can eventually get this where I'm helping a million people and financial professionals. So my my book, Money my my book, Money Balanced Joy, kind of the cornerstone or the spark behind that effort to 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 reach a, a much to help a much broader uh, you know, much more, a vast number of people rather. What are the key takeaways you hope readers will get from your book and, and why they would read it? Well, good, good, good straightforward question. Love it. Uh, so the, 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 the key takeaways and why they should read it, this is to help them further along in their lifelong quest, which everyone has, for fulfilling and meaningful life of money, balance, and joy. And we, we all need an understanding of what we're up against, so that is included in the book. We all need a better understanding of ourselves and how our mindsets can enable us to overcome what we are up against, so put it in the book. And we all need a path for our journey, at which again, is put in the book. And we all need the outside perspectives, accountabilities, and, and even influence adjustments that come from working with someone to help you. If the, the whole premise of this book is about sidelining our negative or destructive emotions and leveraging our positive emotions to have that fulfilling and meaningful life. Well, you can't be your own therapist in a way. You can't be your own person helping you with your emotions. You need to have outside help to do that. And so you know, I, I created years ago. So this isn't a new concept that I'm showing to people and to see, hey, will this work? This is something that I've been doing for years. I, I even put a presentation together for many advisors to use uh, in, in a fun setting to explain this kind of approach. And to, to a person, I would hear back from advisors constantly, wow, everyone's coming up to me saying, this is fantastic. This is so intuitive. How come I've never heard this before? And more people need to to hear this and my friends need to hear this my loved ones need to hear this message and that is why again i i wrote this book what makes your book unique and different from other books on the same topic yeah most what i found what i've, I've certainly read a lot of books uh, in terms of investing, in terms of kind of that holistic wealth, certainly read a lot of articles on on the topic as well, and and basically they fall into three categories. the 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 fat first category is what I call the the hero writer, and <laughs> where it's about 
you know, come bask in my brilliance. I, I just, you know, have all these degrees. I have all these certifications and just and, and years of experience. And, and here's, here's how to do it. And that this brilliance though, to me personally is suspect, uh, because it, it comes off as more self-promoting to sell their advisory business, to sell their investment program rather than, than really being helpful. And the, the second category is the, the do-it-yourself book. And problem with that is for 90% of people, it's impossible to substantially improve one's money balance and joy with this DIY guidance approach. And the DIY approach results in books that are longer <laughs> and more detailed than 90% of people want to read. And so they, you know, somebody I know who, who writes these DIY type books said to me, I know people don't read it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. I said, why do you write it then? He says, well, it kind of gives credibility for me to then sit down and help them. And uh, and then the third category of such books are are the textbooks. And the problem with that textbook approach is it's as interesting to to adults as the textbooks of our least favorite classes when we were children. And uh, you know, one of the books I bought recently was on uh, the history of the Bible, because not arguably, but if you look at any book that had the most influence culturally, socially, uh, from a self-help standpoint, is is the Bible or book of books. And so I thought, oh, this is be really interesting. I want, and I I bought it after I wrote Money Balance Joy. Well, it was a textbook. It was clearly for a college course, and just wasn't enjoyable. And it was a thing I could only maybe read for an hour at a time. Um, and I, I kept, as I was reading, I'm thinking, oh, there's going to be a test on this. So, so those are the, the other types of books that are out there on this, on this topic. How did you research and fact check for Money Balance Joy? Would you like to share some experience while writing? Well, uh, fortunately, there there are many studies, including some academic ones, that touched upon the the human nature based financial and emotional challenges and solutions that were covered in in Money Balance Joy. And since I approached this book with that emotions based, what really is important, what's not important, it it guided me on locating that research because some of it isn't well known it's it's not used by the, some a lot of it's not used by the financial uh, community in general and the the common experiences that i observed with countless individuals and financial professionals over the years uh, uh, also is part of the research that you know kind of that that anecdotal the stories uh are equally important as as the actual uh empirical evidence what are your plans for promoting your book 
which marketing strategy you love the most uh in terms of promoting the my book my new book is really trying to you know use the book as as a spark to to start conversations as i said get interviews like the the one you know article published soon kind of gets conversations going you get you know kind of that's the spark then for for podcasts like uh your your great podcasts and and others then because I have this very ambitious goal of not hundreds of thousands, but you know maybe even someday reaching a million people, then yeah, it's a, it's a building process. So use the articles, uh, use the to to get the podcast, use the podcast to get the social media exposure, get the social media, use the social media exposure to get the radio and the television exposure and uh, you know if you look at tv shows now like all those home shows question is well how that person get on have their own home makeover show it's it's very simple they had you know a hundred thousand followers on instagram uh or or something like that and and that's the way radio and tv works is you know what uh audience are you bringing uh to help them and so all this is is a very organized, strategic, uh, but fun marketing approach. How long did it take you to write your book? Have you considered any beta reader? Uh, you know, off and on, it probably, I, I don't know, <laughs> hundreds of hours, 500 hours, maybe more. Uh, I, I'm not a very disciplined person that way to keep track of it. Uh, but... After my first draft, I, I did have some individuals and financial professionals read it and uh, substantial improvements or changes, uh, well, improvements, came from that, that feedback. And I got to tell you, I had to fight a little bit that urge to, to be defensive or, or hurt <laughs> with, with, with that feedback. But that, that's human nature, and I'm writing a book about human nature and sideline destructive and leverage uh, positive emotions, so had to, had to do the same. I had to practice what I preached with that. What is your writing process like? How long do you write a day? Like targeting hours or words? Uh, the, the overall time period? Uh, probably, it, it, it was less than a year and had some family health issues come up that that sidelined it uh you know originally i was writing a book for financial advisors and uh just i was halfway through it just tossed it and said it's it's better to write it to individuals uh than uh my brother my oldest brother was a ill and uh had had to spend some time with him before he passed uh, so, you know, kind of had fits and starts for, for different reasons. To avoid beginners make the same mistakes, what are some of the challenges you face while writing your book? Uh, I've always had the ability to create content in my head, then create the basic outline for that and then fill it out. You know, I'm only half joking when I say to people, oh, I have I have the book in my head or I have that article in my head or I have that training program 
in, in my head and I just need to, to write it out. And since my book wasn't my full-time job, I, I would do anything from an hour or two at a time to 10 hours a day uh, writing and on those, you know, on the days I did write. And there are a, a couple of nights where I would wake up or ready to go to sleep and I have ideas for the book uh, where, you know, I got out of bed and spent, you know, hours writing out <laughs> the ideas uh, because I knew if I waited till the morning, I would have forgotten all of them. And, you know, a lot of that was garbage, but a lot of that was really important uh, elements of, of the book. Everyone develops their own writing style. What are some of your favorite writing tips you would like to share with your readers? As, you know, spur of the moment stuff, I just write it out. Or I'll do a little message on my phone, you know, do a text to myself on that. Because ideas always, at least for me, I, I could be watching a foot. I could be watching a football game uh, and an idea will come from it or, you know, reading an article or talking with somebody. And so I'm always kind of jotting that down one way or another in terms of actually when I sit down to write that that's on my laptop. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, do you have any advice for aspiring nonfiction authors? Yeah, I've, for me personally, uh, I should have had more discipline with avoiding the procrastination from from being distracted or pulled away uh, from doing other things. And, and that's really the, the story of my life sometimes. And, uh, you know, I joke that I have anal tendencies, so I'll yeah, I'm a little bipolar that way. I go from being very organized, structured, uh, very disciplined to kind of going off like some, I guess, you know, creative people do that. And, uh, and definitely getting the feedback earlier, you know, getting the feedback even before you start writing. Talk to people. Hey, here's the concept I have from my, my nonfiction book. And, and, uh, just what do you think of that? Does that make sense to you? Is it's got to be intuitive? It it has to be when someone hears it. You know, the best ones is when they hear it. They're like, yeah, of course, of course, that makes sense. Would you like to share some of your expertise on how did you get started as a nonfiction author? Sure. Uh, anything I'm going to say right now is about my style uh, and and you know tips on that and. You know, not everyone can realize the 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 same results, and I guess that's the definition of your own style. You know, something that is is true to you. For for me, for example, like using humor, like using sarcasm, uh, like putting things like that in there, and some people get away with that, and <laughs> others can't. And so it's, it's, you, you got to be true to yourself uh, with that. And the way I write as well is, you know, my style is writing as if the, that when the person reads it, 
they're like, oh, he's talking to me right now. He's, you know, it, it's, it's more conversational rather than textbookish. You know, it's, 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 it's not pedantic. It's, it's not, okay, here's what you need to do. Uh, here's what, you know, it's, it's more, oh, here, you know, and, 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 and being honest, yeah, and, and being honest with myself in terms of my own failings. I mean, I start the introduction. In the introduction, I talk about me getting fired from a job. It, you know, said it in a funny way, an enlightening way. But, you know, how many authors do that? You know, how, how many so-called experts will admit that a lot of what they know came from mistakes they made came from challenges they had in life and and that that's that's my style it works for me but i'm not saying it necessarily would work for somebody where it's not their style mm -hmm. mm. non-fiction takes a lot of time hard work what are your goals for writing career uh yeah i, I mean everyone you always hear the sayings uh everyone has a book in them Everyone has at least one book, whether it's a fiction book or a nonfiction book. And so the question is, how do you, how do you locate that book and determine, well, what is it? And so first you have to, to have that, that overall mission to help people. That, I mean, the purpose of the book, you know, is otherwise it's entertainment. And so it's, you know, how do you want to help people? Not how do you want to make money? Uh, you know, you could, you know, a, a fiction book, you could say, all right, I, I just want to write something that's going to be really popular and sell a lot. And I can make you know money from when they make a movie out of it and a TV show uh, and you know, whatever toys and uh, all that stuff. And, but with a nonfiction book, it's, it's, purely driven by helping people it's it, you know really making a difference in their lives that their day-to-day -day actions what they're doing so so you have to have that that mission then you have to consider the human emotions that your book has to take into account so that what you're writing is intuitive and motivating and feels like a journey that's going to extend beyond just the, you know, the reading of the book and that, cause that's going to draw them in. That's going to keep them and that's going to get them to recommend your book and even buy your book for, for people that, that they care about. And third, make sure this is that journey I talked about. Make sure that it's enjoyable for the readers and you want to use lots of stories, have research that backs up your assessments and solutions, but don't get lost in the weeds of the research. And, you know, this is not the book you're writing so you can get your PhD. This is not the book you're, you're writing so that you can uh, become a professor uh, or, you know, have other professors buy your book all right the authors have free mind that keeps searching and finding what they want until they find its roots yeah well 
you know, as a professional change agent, I always had to articulate new thoughts to people in companies and firms with an, an infotainment approach. And uh, you know, infotainment is the presentation of information and concepts in an entertaining way. Again, so it's not like a pedantic exercise of talking down to people and telling them what to think and do. And I, I quickly learned that I, I had to map out the journey for this change that I expect people to make. And this, this mapping out and doing it in an infotainment way is, is because people hate change. And they focus on change. The, you know, either they hate change or they try to change, but they try to change the wrong things. And that's why the first chapter of my book, Money Bounds Joy, is Zen and the Art of Change. You know, so this this is something that all authors, nonfiction authors, should really understand that chapter and make sure that that their book is is following following it. What do you enjoy most about being a nonfiction author? Uh, the, the big the biggest influence I would say is the human psyche. What what makes us do great things and what makes us do bad things, even though we mostly know when we are doing those bad things. And then how do we, we use this self-awareness and, again, mostly through the help of others to achieve fulfilling and, and meaningful lives by, as I mentioned before, sidelining our destructive emotions and leveraging our positive emotions or Another way to look at it is leveraging our values. For beginners and amateurs, what advice would you like to give someone who wants to become a nonfiction author? Oh, <laughs> the way I am, as I said, I have, you know, I, I have it in my head. I already have about three books in my head right now. <laughs> but, you know, you know but, but wanting it to be, readable and change inducing uh it takes a lot of work and right now you know i want to focus on the mission of this book and that you know a couple of the the books the you know, other books are follow-up books that will help with this uh help those on that journey and others are you know, completely different books, but right now that that mission is. Let me just focus on this. Uh, would love, uh, you know, when I was a kid, even if someone said, well, not maybe not as a young kid, but <laughs> when when I was in college, people would have that question. Well, if if talent was no question, what would you want to do? And you, know, you had everything from the sports answers to, you know, rule the world. And my answer always was the same. I want to be an author. Yeah, either that or play the piano. But, <laughs> but when I, with that, it was still composing. So kind of that, always had that creative gene. What are your biggest influences as a writer? Well, I, I love the positive feedback reactions I get 
from readers on you know to my mission uh to the journey to the to the words behind it and and sometimes i learn a little more about myself from from that feedback and you know they'll say well did you mean to do this and it's like oh yeah that's great that you saw it or yeah i kind of but really didn't think about it but hey, i'll take credit for it if that's what you, <laughs> you know, if you let me and so yeah so for me in my abilities nonfiction is the best way for me to to help people and you know for them you know to have more impact on you know the number of people that could have fulfilling and meaningful lives mm-hmm. okay uh, do you have any advice for aspiring nonfiction authors i i yeah i think they they have to have that passion they have to have that mission first of all and that they have to have the ability to articulate it in a way that's going to interest people that's going to you know there's basically three things you a nonfiction author needs to do one is to to set the stage for the person of of what they're up against so yeah yeah of course you need the ideal what what's what's the mission of this so what what's the benefit what's in it for me then you need okay here's here's the the stage that you're working on here's here's the 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 opportunities here's the challenges uh then have a a simple intuitive way to to take advantage of the opportunities to overcome the challenges and then have a way to help people actually execute that after they read the book so that that's a self-help book and so uh, if if you have if you're able to if you have that book in you uh, as they say that can do all that then you know just run start writing in your bookshelves how many books are there and what are you reading right now which types of book do you love to read oh jeez <laughs> uh yeah i i you know first of all i have bookcases of historical books i mentioned in in the book how one of my majors in college was was american history and there there's so much more behind at least college level history than people realize in terms of economics people's emotions uh you know bad logic good logic you name it so and i even have i even have a few of those books they're signed by the author that i was fortunate enough to to stumble upon and you know so looking at and then the kind of the the non-fiction human nature based books and self-awareness books uh you know again mentioned in the book about how much human ma- nature and emotions uh can be learned through the study of history uh and and just in case anyone's interested in what kind of what my historical specialty is i i have a whole collection of books from starting at World War 1 through the end of World War 2 uh and especially love the ones in between 
because many would say, and, and I certainly say, that we didn't have two world, war, two world wars. We had one. And that it was, there was a pause <laughs> between them. And uh, I have a great book from a German general after World War I uh, that he wrote and way before World War II. And he said in the beginning of the book that Germany didn't lose. Germany is only taking a pause. And that just, you know, kind of drove that home. But I also love, I also love books by Malcolm Gladwell, David McCulloch, John Grisham, Tom Clancy, all those. So even the, the fiction I love that are human nature based and historical, uh, you know, behind them. What is the biggest challenges you have faced in your life and how did you overcome it? Uh, well, the biggest challenge, I, I'd say... I had a, a, a triple threat year or challenge year in, in 2001. I uh, unexpectedly lost my wife less than a month before 9-11. And living in New York, 9-11 was extremely uh, traumatic. And, uh, and then I had lost my job earlier before both my wife passed away in 9-11 because of the, the collapse of the internet bubble. And uh, so it, yeah, certainly uh, was a a very difficult year for for anyone. Uh, for for some people, I think it would completely put them out of action uh, from a work or life standpoint. And I I don't think I fully overcame that year, but I, I'm better at living with it, and I'm, and I'm a better person through surviving it. Everyone and every day we, we learn something and add it to our learning. What is the most important lesson you have learned in life that you would like to share with your audiences? Well, it's, it's interesting that follows up to the last question uh, because it was that year, 2001, that, that helped me fully understand the lesson that uh, I had trouble learning until then, and that is that you cannot change people, but you can change how you interact with them and, and help them. And that, that was something that my late wife always tried to get me to understand, uh, and it wasn't until uh, her passing that it kind of all of a sudden had that epiphany or that moment of of understanding that and that's that's why in money balance joy uh i i guideline people on sidelining their destructive emotions uh, i i don't try to guide them on eliminating those those emotions um so thank you mike for joining me have a great day If you like this episode, please subscribe to my podcast and follow me on social media. Also, forward this episode to your friends and family. I would love to read your comments and suggestions. Write me at lokesh underscore umak at 
hellosunday.org. It's L for Lima, O for Oscar, K for Kilo, E for Echo, I for India, S for Sam, H for Harry, underscore, U for Umbrella, M for Mary, A for Apple, K for Kilo, at hellosunday.org. Thank you.